The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. I'm your host today, Dr. Rebecca Risk. And today we're speaking with Dr. James Wilson, who coined the phrase adrenal fatigue in 1998. His book, Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome, has made waves since it was first published. And today we'll be discussing how adrenal fatigue could be affecting you. So, Dr. Wilson, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Risk. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, So can you tell me how you got involved in writing about adrenal fatigue? Well, my patients led me here. Um, in, when I was uh, fairly young in practice, I was practicing in a rural Canadian village, uh, Fergus, Ontario, and, and in Canada. And uh, I had patients that, that uh, puzzled me because they were, they were too tired for what they should be. They, they had certain signs and symptoms that kind of clumped together, especially had a woman who was uh, supposedly suffering from postpartum depression, but she wasn't. And and uh, a lot of compassion for trying to help these people, but a feeling of helplessness. So I started doing research and calling other doctors and, and uh, found that what some of these people might be suffering from might have to do with their adrenal glands. And so uh, trying different therapies over years, I was able to see that not only was this with those particular patients, but this was a common problem that doctors were missing and that people were going from doctor to doctor trying to figure out what was wrong with them and they were getting the most absurd diagnoses. They were getting um, they, that they were getting meds for antidepressants and they were told that they were crazy and they told they were hypochondriacs and they said that that's part of being, being older or it's part of menopause or you're just that's part of being a woman or other kind of ridiculous things. And, and they didn't indeed understand the physiology and the biochemistry of it. So as I dug deeper and deeper, then I started trying different things. And uh, lo and behold, my success rate started going up in treating these people to where I could uh, came close to uh, full recovery in some. And then as I got better, then I actually got full recovery in these people. And uh, word spread and my practice built. So within about... Two years, I had nearly a year waiting list in my in this little village of six thousand, and uh, it was because people really wanted to get well, and a lot of what they were suffering from were adrenal fatigue, the type of uh, where the where the adrenals just can't keep up with the pace that the person is is uh, pushing them to. So I, I know there's a lot of people listening thinking, well, I'm tired and not quite knowing what adrenal fatigue is. It's not talked about in mainstream medicine. So can you explain to us what that actually means? Certainly. And first of all, let's go back and see. All, of, all fatigue is certainly not adrenal fatigue. And when I say that, let's refresh our memories here about the research. It shows that between, depending on the study, between 65 and 80% of people going to doctors mention fatigue as being one of their chief signs or symptoms. Now, we're talking about a particular kind of fatigue pattern. And this fatigue pattern is that people feel, don't feel rested, even though they may have slept eight or nine hours a night. They still don't feel rested when they get up in the morning. They'll often have a mid-morning low and, and, uh, then they'll feel better after their noon meal. They'll need coffee or cola to get themselves going and often to keep themselves going during the day, a stimulant of some sort. And, and then uh, they'll feel better after their noon meal. And then about somewhere in the mid-afternoon, 2 to 4, 3 to 5, they'll have another low. 
And it can be as gentle as just not feeling like doing anything. And it can be as severe as having to lay down for up to an hour and a half. And then it's funny that around 6 o'clock in the evening, it's like a magic uh, uh, screw is turned. And they suddenly feel better, sometimes better than they felt all day. But then they're about 9.30 or so, they'll feel a little tired. However... A lot of these people are type A people, and so they're not going to go to bed at 9.30. No, they're going to push through. And they soon learn that if they push through till about 11 o'clock at night, they get a second wind. And then they'll stay up until 1 or 1.30 or 2. Suddenly they get a new burst of energy, and they want to read this book or clean the kitchen or do a project or something. And if they're astute, they'll notice then when they go to sleep around 1.30 or 2. If they're allowed to sleep in the next morning, about an hour and a half to two hours after they usually get up, they'll feel so much more refreshed than if they have to get up during their usual time. Now, all those people coming to the doctors have fatigue, but only a certain portion of those people have that particular energy pattern. And there is no other energy pattern except the adrenal fatigue energy pattern that has a pattern like that. So that is, that's one of the biggest clues to whether you have adrenal fatigue and whether your fatigue is indeed related to low-functioning adrenals. It's, are you tired even though you've had rest? Do you need coffee and cola to get going and stay going during the day? Do you have an afternoon low? Uh, do you feel better after around 6 o'clock or your evening meal? Do you get a second wind around 11 o'clock at night? Do you feel better if you can sleep in in the morning instead of getting up like you usually do? And if you can answer yes to two or three of those, you probably have adrenal fatigue. So how does somebody get adrenal fatigue? Well, it's a, there's a combination of things. Uh, basically, when the, the adrenal glands are two little glands that sit over your kidneys. And even though they're only about the size of a large grape, they produce over 50 hormones, and these hormones circulate through their system in different quantities. And, and uh, they are the glands that protect the body against stress. So Dr. Selye called them, Hans Selye called them the glands of stress. And they are indeed the glands that help protect you from stress. But unfortunately, the first glands that suffer when you have severe stress. So stress is usually the cause of the adrenal fatigue, but stress is means different things to, to different people. So stress is anything that takes the body out of its normal functioning. And, and when the body has to make a greater effort than usual, that is usually a stressful event. So it can be biochemical, it can be physical, it can be thermal, it can be uh, inside and outside. So it can be from missing sleep. It could be missing meals. It can be from worrying about your, your fourth grader who may be failing fourth grade. It's about... Um, being concerned about uh, your your job, it's by uh, working and and not taking breaks like you should. It's a car accident. It's it's a divorce. It's an ingrown toenail that turns into an infection. It's a tooth that you didn't take care of. Anything that overstresses the body for a certain period of time until the adrenals finally can't cope. That's what produces adrenal fatigue. So whether we're talking about a physical, emotional, psychological, or or a structural functional problem, that it's the stress that causes the adrenal fatigue. I I mean, what you just described sounds like everybody. So, I mean, we've all gone through stress. Our society is, yeah, it's not very set up very well for us to to, um, not be stressed out, you know. Yeah, I can say that our society is set up pretty well for people to have adrenal fatigue. Even back in 1967, Dr. John Tintira commented that he thought about, uh, if if you look at the people who just, suffer a little bit. It's probably about one in six. But if you look at people truthfully, we're talking about about two-thirds of the population is suffering from some sort of adrenal fatigue. That's pretty crazy, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, um, that was before 9-11. Yeah. It was before the last recession. Um, yeah. and, and so we're talking about John Morgenthaler, tongue-in-cheek, said 80% of people in North America are suffering from mm-hmm. adrenal fatigue, and the other 20% are in denial. so if two-thirds of the population is suffering from adrenal fatigue why isn't this being talked about more in mainstream medicine well you you bring a point that i've asked myself and many people have asked me um i've i've asked many medical doctors and the resounding answer that i've gotten back from the medical doctors is that 
Doc, it doesn't do any good to diagnose it. Nobody's making any money off of it. Hmm. And so I guess that in medicine, the things that get the headlines are the things that make people money. And so there's no drug needed in, in most cases for it, so there's nothing really to push this uh, particular phenomena. And people don't die from it, for the most part, they, they, not directly anyway, uh, they, but they simply go through life half-masked. Uh, I, felt, I, I had a woman say to me, I feel like I am disappearing. And uh, so mild depression actually goes along pretty well with the adrenals because we, we find that that's one of, the, uh, one of the classic signs of low adrenal function is, is a mild fatigue. Sometimes it's not so mild either. And there's a lot of blood sugar problems because, you know, the adrenal glands produce cortisol, a major hormone that keeps the blood sugar normal in our bodies. And so if people don't have enough cortisol circulating through the system from the adrenal glands, then the body can't convert uh, fatty acids and, and uh, peptides into glucose. And so they can't keep their blood sugar normal. And so as the stress goes up, if the blood sugar doesn't go up because the cortisol can't go up, then people feel stressed out by the stress. If you have a normally functioning adrenals, even though people are under stress, they don't feel like they are. And we've had studies that show that. Uh, but if if the adrenals can't function as well as they need to, then people do feel the stress more, and then they're more likely to succumb to the stress in different ways. Hmm. So what are, I mean, you, you described that, um, you know, the fatigue pattern with adrenal fatigue, but are there any other symptoms that commonly come along with it that people should look out for? Oh, there are lots. There are lots. Um one, of course, is this kind of tired for no reason. Um, that We talked about the morning fatigue, having difficulty getting up. We talked about having to have cola or cola beverages, caffeine. So it may not be cola. It might be Red Bull. It might be Mountain Dew. In order for something to get them going and stimulus to keep them going, they, they may crave salt or, or uh, salty foods or sweet snacks. Uh, they feel like they're kind of being overwhelmed. They, if they're sick, they take longer to get sick. If, they, if they're under a stress, it takes them longer to have a stress. They're more likely, especially in the wintertime, to have respiratory illnesses or other kind of illnesses. Uh, their uh, sex drive is decreased. They'll just feel like, geez, they're not having much fun anymore. But then there's a lot more other things that uh, they, can, they can do specifically to see if they may have adrenal fatigue. For example, if they uh, put themselves... Uh, lie down and take their blood pressure, and then they stand up and take the blood pressure again, they'll find that their blood pressure will either stay the same or drop, and it's supposed to rise about 10 millimeters of mercury. And then if they put themselves in a dark room and they shine a pen light across their eye, not into their eye, but across their eye, the, the uh, pupillary contraction should cause that iris to tighten and stay tight but in people with adrenal fatigue, it starts to waver, and then eventually, even though the light's still on their eye, it'll dilate as if uh, they were in a dark room. Uh, then they can uh, have a friend or a relative uh, lie them on their tummy, or on their back, rather, and uh, take the, oh, I don't know, the blunt end of a fork, for example. We, we use it clinically. We use a, uh, the blunt end of a neurological hammer and draw it across their abdomen with about 10 pounds of pressure. And that should produce a red, uh, a little red mark. But what we find in people with adrenal fatigue, it produces either a white mark or it produces a white mark with red outlines on it. And then roll them over on their tummy. And if you go up to the 11th rib, which is easy to find, have them roll over on their tummy, find their hips, and then take your thumbs and put them together and go up to where you find the bottom rib, which you just press in a little bit and where it stops, where your hands stop as you go up toward the, the neck, that's where the 12th rib is. And you feel and there's the 11th rib is just above the 4th rib, uh, the 12th rib. And in between there is the uh, space where the adrenals are, so it, and they're about an inch out from the spine. If you have, take your thumbs and once again have them breathe in, and as they breathe out, put about 10 pounds of pressure on That'll be sore. It'll be really much more tender than the area around it. So those are four different clinical signs and, uh, that you can use uh, in order to have some, uh, some physical confirmation. Then our uh, adrenalfatigue.org, uh, our website, adrenalfatigue.org, has a questionnaire that I used in my clinic for about 20 years. And it's a self-grading questionnaire they can use 
to uh, determine whether or not they do have adrenal fatigue. And if so, then, then the website also has some things on how they can help themselves. But okay, yes, I'm well, glad you asked me. There are many signs and symptoms. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll talk about that a little more when we come back. Right now we're talking with uh, Dr. James Wilson, who's author of the book Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome. And so when we come back, we're going to talk more about what you can do uh, for your own adrenal fatigue, since it seems like so many people are suffering with this. So we'll be back shortly. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk, and we're here today with Dr. James Wilson. Uh, He coined the phrase adrenal fatigue in 1998, and his book has been published in, I think, seven different languages. It's called Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome. So, Dr. Wilson, before the break, we talked about what adrenal fatigue looks like. And, you know, we know that it's... um, uh, you said two-thirds of the population have adrenal fatigue. It's probably a little uh, more than that. <laughs> I didn't say that. John Tentira said that. And yeah, I've, yeah. I've never done a, a survey of no. it, but I, I can tell you this. It's very common. And, and so after I've educated doctors about adrenal fatigue and I see them the next year at a medical conference or something, they'll come to me and they'll say, I can't believe what percentage of my patients have adrenal fatigue, and I can't believe the great results I'm getting now that I know how to treat it correctly. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, clinical ways that you can find the adrenal fatigue. Is, is there any lab work that people can do to confirm that? They certainly can. Uh, there are several they can do, but I think the easiest, most straightforward one is what's called the salivary cortisol test or salivary adrenal stress index. And that's simply, uh, let me back up a bit. Steroid hormones, that means hormones that are, have cholesterol as their base, are best measured in the saliva. Uh, we find that researchers now are usually mostly uh, salivary measurements. And one of the nice things about that is there's about a dozen labs in the United States that you can simply send off for a kit. They're usually free. And then you can take uh, your cortisol levels four times during the day. The typical one, you'll take it about 45 minutes after you get up, then you take it about noon, and then about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then before you go to bed at night. And because the adrenal uh, have kind of a circadian rhythm to them, then the hormones go up and down during the day. And by taking it four times a day, you'll get uh, an indication, a better indication than simply taking it once. 
And when you get the results back, then you can see and you can compare it then with the adrenal fatigue test that you've taken online at the adrenalfatigue.org website. And you can compare, and you'll find usually that when you are tired, that's when the cortisol is often low. Now, one thing that throws it off is if they've had caffeine during the day. So I, um, I caution you to stay away from having caffeine during the day that you have that you do the salivary cortisol test. But yes, the salivary cortisol test is an easy and relatively inexpensive way that they can do a clinical uh, clinical test for cortisol. And then, of course, uh, as they become more sophisticated, if they want to, they can also test for DHEAS which is another uh, hormone secreted primarily by the adrenal gland that's a good indicator. And then, believe it or not, about 40% of the sex hormones in, in normally menstruating women are secreted by the adrenal glands. And as they get into menarche, even a greater percent is secreted by the adrenal glands. So testing the estrogen and uh, progesterone values are often helpful as well. So, I mean, it sounds, you're saying the adrenals, they, they deal a lot with hormones. So it sounds like when you have adrenal fatigue, there can be so much else going on at the same time. It is. That's true. Yeah. And, and so um, do you um, do any work to find out what's causing the adrenal fatigue? I know stress can, but, um, you know, in my practice, I treat a lot of Lyme disease and chronic diseases, and I do find it comes along with that. So is that common that it'll come along with infections and other things? Think of it this way, doctor, that, that we have the chronic illness is a major stress in people. And it's not just the illness. For example, in your case, you specialize in Lyme disease. It's not just the Lyme disease that's causing the stress in the person. It's the expense. Uh, it's, the, it's the foreboding about what's going to happen to me. How am I going to take care of my family? It's all these other things, the emotions that go along with the chronic stress that make this make chronic illness a tremendously stressful experience. And, of course, anything that has stress over a period of time is going to pull down the adrenal glands. So almost all chronic illness, if it's gone on for more than a few months, is going to have an adrenal component to it. And as, it, as the chronic stress goes on with the disease progressing or the disease staying the same, or even if it's just lessening but lessening at a slow pace, the adrenal stress is still there, and so it continually pulls down the adrenal glands. So whenever there's chronic illness, we always want to treat the adrenals while we're also treating the illness. Okay. Um, so w- when you're diagnosing somebody, are there different levels of adrenal fatigue? There are people that have made different levels of adrenal fatigue. I've never made those distinctions. To me, it's a continuum that you go from almost full functioning to nearly non-functioning. And how severe can this get? I've had people who couldn't feed themselves. I've had people who couldn't uh, button their own shirts. I've had people who couldn't even go to the bathroom by themselves. They had to be carried from their bed to the washroom and back again. And by the way, all three of those were medical doctors that I just mentioned, the actual cases. And, and so it can get very severe. But it's a continuum of non-functionality. They they get to where they can't carry a job, you know. So we might start the early phases: concentration difficulties, blood sugar irregularities, temper flare-ups, and and uh, uh, irritations, a lot of blood sugar things, and then. At, Inability to handle stress, of course, increases, and then it gets worse to where they make mistakes at work or miss promotions or other things. They find they, they wear out too fast, and then it gets to where it's interfering with their daily life, and sometimes they have to lose promotions, that they have to, they lose their job. It goes worse and worse uh, to where it can be, they can, they can get to where they can actually lose function and not be able to lead uh, an uh, they may only have to be up or be able to be up for an hour or two a day. So I remember one woman I, I treated where she could only be up for 45 minutes a day. And after treatment, uh, about four months of treatment, she was able to be up for all the day, and she rested for 45 minutes in a day. So the, the results can be dramatic, but when, when someone progresses with severe adrenal fatigue, it, it can be very devastating for them. Uh, you know, it sounds like it. I've definitely observed that and experienced it myself. Um, I think anybody who's had chronic illness has a component of this somewhere That's in right. their journey. Yeah. Um, so, 
I know one thing that um, I hear a lot um, is, especially women are like this, they think there's this go, go, go mentality, and they tell me, well, I can do lots of stuff, and then I ask them what happens when they sit down, and they, they feel fatigued and they'll fall asleep. So do you find that that's related to the adrenals as well? Sure, they will, and and so this is, oftentimes, this is in kind of the final phases of adrenal fatigue, that they're using their, their epinephrine and, and norepinephrine to push themselves, and then that's a short-lived hormone, and when they sit down, then then cortisol isn't sufficient to keep them going, their blood sugar's uh, dropping on them, and so they'll they'll not be able to maintain that, so this is this is one of the common things that I see, yeah, that they, but a lot of this is simply willful effort. They just push themselves until they sit down, and when their body gets a chance to rest, then whew, it rests. You, you, you know, you've seen it with, with uh, accidents, with injuries, with, with stressful situations, floods, and other things. People are able to get through that crisis, but then afterwards they kind of collapse. Well, these people are in a day-to-day kind of minor crises where they push themselves, but then once they get a chance to relax and sit down, then the body more or less shuts down as a way of trying to recover during that time. So um, what do you recommend? I mean, if it's just somebody who's pushing themselves and there's stress, and I, I know in our society it, it's sometimes not even recognized that you should, you know, stop and deal with stress and, and I, if it's difficult for people to find that time. But how do you recommend people start to deal with that and to calm their body down? One of the first things I like for them to do is, is look at how much they're working and how much they're resting, and what they're doing to enjoy themselves and to replenish their life. You know, that even muscles, uh, I should say, even tools, metal tools, have a fatigue factor. And they know this because in Germany they've done studies where they took a, an open end wrenches, and they simply had them work, 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 and then another group, they had them work and then rest, another wor- uh, work and then rest. And they found that the tools they, they had working constantly broke quickly, uh, more quickly than the tools that they allowed to rest intermittently. We have muscles that do the same thing. As a matter of fact, the fatigue pattern in metal, metallurgy is very similar to the muscle fatigue pattern we see in constant exercise. And so people need to rest and relax. So how much, what's their life like? What kind of balance do they have? Are they, are they stopping to eat? When they eat, are they chewing their food? Are they giving themselves time to relax every day, or, or are they pushing themselves all the time, all the time, all the time? You know, women and, and men oftentimes think they need a red badge of courage uh, for all the work they do. I'd say that's entirely wrong. We need to work. Of course, we're a good working society, but we also need to rest. And part of the reason we need to rest is so that we can work longer, that if you rest, you'll eventually recover your stamina. But if you don't rest, you'll never give your, chance, your body a chance to recover, and it never will recover. So look at your life. That's one of the first things I have them do is make a pat, write down on, on their uh, sheet of paper what their daily life is and how much of that is enjoyable and how much of that is restful and how much of that is, is restorative. And it should be in balance. I, you know, I think that's important to, to point out because um, our society is about, as you said, just be that workhorse. And, uh, you know, it, it can be deemed as being weak if you take that time to relax and recover. And, you know, you should just keep working. And, and on your days off, you should, you know, do housework and, and yard yeah. work and this and that. And you should always be doing something, being productive. And I know for myself, when I finished school, I definitely was experiencing a lot of fatigue. And I had to train myself to be okay with not doing anything. And it was an art form, I felt, because I always wanted to be doing something. I should be studying. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I was like, no, I'm going to do nothing for 10 minutes and build that up to, you know, half an hour before bed so that I'm, I can calm myself down and find that way to relax and find that relax. We're going to take a quick break. Today we're talking with Dr. James Wilson, who um, coined the phrase adrenal fatigue. He's the author of the book Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome. So when we come back, we're going to talk about um, different ways that you can help yourself um, if you are recognizing that this is something that's going on for you. So tune in. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Children with chronic conditions shouldn't have to just live with it. There are many alternative options that can reduce, reverse, or even eliminate the effects of chronic illness in our children. On Kids Health Revolution Radio with host Deborah Morgan, we'll explore these alternatives to help you take care of your children. It's time to take our kids' health back. Listen every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Falling Through the Cracks. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk, and today we're talking with Dr. James Wilson. He's the author of the book, Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome. So, Dr. Wilson, before the break, we talked about, um, you know, stress, because obviously that's a big factor, um, as well as, you know, if there's any illness corresponding with adrenal fatigue. And um, are there any other recommendations that you have um, for people to cope with this or to, to help it? I think that lifestyle is a very important thing. So getting plenty of rest. Uh, one thing would be rest when tired. You know, when people get tired, they say, oh, well, I've got so many things to do, and uh, I don't have time to rest. That's the wrong attitude. That's not what your body wants to hear. That What it wants to hear is when you're tired, rest. And that rest can be sitting down, or it's even more restorative. It's more restorative to even lay down most of the time. And if it's even for 5 or 10 or 15 minutes, that tells your body, okay, now it's time to rest. So that's one thing. Having regular meals is another. Your body anticipates when you're going to refuel, and you want to have the time. If you normally eat it, or if you don't have normal times, get one. If you do have normal times, be sure you refuel at those different times. Third thing is making certain that you have nutritious food. Food should be, uh, how can I say this? Food should look like it once lived. So it comes in a package or a can. It's less likely that it was, it's nourishing for you. And, of course, when a body's under stress, it uses a lot more nutrients. And we want to make sure that you restore those nutrients as much as possible by having the best foods. Now, there, there are going to be volumes written about what the best foods are. What my experience is, is that if someone has uh, a concentrated amount of proteins with fats and carbohydrates during the day, and this is non-refined carbohydrates like whole grains, they'll do the best. Their energy will stay the, the strongest. And what I found with people with adrenal fatigue is they usually need some sort of uh, meat in their animal foods of some sort in order to fully recover. I was a total vegetarian when I started treating adrenal fatigue, and I tried all different ways to try to get uh, vegans uh, and vegetarians out uh, well, and I simply couldn't do it. I, sim- I, I simply had them have them have some sort of animal foods in order to recover. And then another part of it is exercise, mild exercise, uh, not to where they're trying to set new records, but to get the heart going and breathing and have enjoyable exercise. 
the final thing is the correct dietary supplements. There are a lot of dietary supplements out there on the, on the market, and they make great claims about recoveries. But I can tell you that they're not all the same, and there's only certain dietary supplements that I've seen that have worked. And when I say work, what I'm after in a dietary supplement is something someone can take for, uh, depends on how severe they are, between four months and a year and a half or so, in order to get themselves back fully so that after a certain period of time, the supplements have done their job and they no longer need those supplements anymore. So they're not going to be taking it for year after year. And, and after they take them for a while, the supplements have done their job and they've helped their body restore to the extent to where they don't, they no longer need those supplements in order to get well. That's what I'm looking for when I'm looking for the best dietary supplement. So what supplements do you recommend for people to take if this is something that's going on for them? Well, I have to say I have a prejudice about that because I designed what I think are the best supplements. And, and so the, the Dr. Wilson's original formulation supplements are the ones that I designed as a doctor, as a scientist, as a researcher, and someone who has a lot of compassion in order to help people. That's the, the formulas that I came up with. There were four products I call the Adrenal Quartet, and that's what I found to have the greatest success. So I'd say a lot of different supplements out there can help people get 10, 15, 20, even 30% better. But if someone is looking for the best program in order for them to make the fullest recovery, then go to adrenalfatigue.org or drwilsons.com, and, and they'll see those supplements. And then they can choose for themselves. They can compare them with other supplements and, and see what they like the best. Uh, but those, those are the ones I designed specifically for people that are under stress and suffer from adrenal fatigue. Now, is there a certain way to take the adrenal supplements to help with these cortisol levels that aren't working properly? There are. And as a matter of fact, um, you said I, earlier, did I see different levels? I've divided that into mild, moderate, and severe uh, adrenal fatigue, even though it is a continuum. And so there's a, there's a protocol that involves the same supplements, um, whether they're mild or moderate or severe, and simply that if they're mild, they take fewer of them, and if they're severe, they take more of them. And and uh, it has a schedule on the Adrenal Fatigue website about suggestions about how to take these supplements. And what I found, well, a really important thing that wasn't apparent to me when I first developed these supplements is taking them up multiple times during the day seems to make a big difference in, in constantly supporting the body. That wasn't apparent when I first developed these, but as I've now talked with thousands of doctors, pharmacists, and patients who have taken them, I see that taking them regularly during the day, as well as consistently over the weeks and months, has been a key factor in helping people get well. But it doesn't take the place of changing the lifestyle and making sure that the dietary intake is, is right and, and uh, doing what they can, following the, the, a lot of the instructions in the book in order to help them get their uh, mental attitude correct. So there is, there's a comprehensive program that the combination of the book and the supplements are designed to help. And, of course, doctors like you are so valuable because you're helping people deal with other chronic health issues in addition to fixing their adrenal fatigue. And so if someone's suffering from a chronic issue, a chronic health issue, in addition to adrenal fatigue, they're, they're better off seeking the help of a profession, professional person like yourself who can help them more fully, both treat the chronic illness and their adrenal fatigue. So it depends on their level of adrenal fatigue. If it's only light, then they can just use a light amount of supplementation and change their life, lifestyle to some degree. But if they're severe or they have a chronic illness or, or a chronic uh, situation, they need the guidance of someone if at all possible. Now, we know that's not possible all the time. They're living in remote areas or other places where there are lack of doctors. So other things they can do is go online and, and look. You can go to adrenalfatigue.org uh, for help. You probably have a blog, and, and there's a lot of help out there for, for adrenal fatigue now. There are adrenal fatigue support groups that can join. So there's a lot that they can do to help themselves. Um, you know, I, th I think that's encouraging because I'm sure in 1998 when you started to realize this was an issue, there wasn't um, those options, especially the online option wouldn't have been that accessible. <laughs> when, when, I first put up, when I first put up the Adrenal Fatigue website, there were three other references to adrenal fatigue. And those, those, those other three references was in advance of the book coming out by my publisher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and now, uh, you know, there, there are millions of references on adrenal fatigue now. 
Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, if you're treating anybody with health issues, it's going to come up at some point because, as you said, it's so common. Um, so with with all these lifestyle changes and the supplements, how long does it take before somebody starts to feel better? I mean, they might not be all the way there, but uh, how long before they see changes? If they take the proper supplements and they start making the changes in the dietary uh, their dietary regimen, regimen and their lifestyle, two to three weeks is when they usually start seeing. So not long at all. Now, if they're quite ill, like some of your patients, it may take them six to eight weeks. But in a relatively short time, they'll, they'll notice it. Now, does that mean that they're better? No. That means they've started their recovery. So they want to continue to take their supplements, continue with their lifestyle changes, continue with the dietary changes. And then it depends on, on how, what, the, what their prognosis is. Once we get them fully over their chronic illness, then their adrenals can fully recover. But as long as they have a chronic illness or something pulling down their health, their adrenal can't recover. And so as long as they need as long as they need a doctor like you and as long as they have chronic health problems, they'll need to continue to support their adrenals. But once they get over those, then they'll usually treat their adrenals for about another six months, and then they should be fine. Then most of the time they don't need the supplements anymore. Now, we hope that they continue to have a healthy lifestyle and, and uh, have a good diet because that's what gives them health in the long run. But just know that the adrenal can't heal as long as there's a chronic illness going on. So they want to be sure that they, after they get over their chronic illness, they continue supporting their adrenals for about six months or so. You know, I think that's important to note because I, you know, that's um, how I um, have my practice organized. And um, sometimes people have trouble understanding that because, um, you know, they feel like they're better and, you know, have to remind them that you don't want to stop it too soon. You need the body support. You're still doing things and you're still on your road to recovery. You're not quite at the end of it. Very good. Yeah, I'm so glad you yeah. do that. It's too bad we don't have another 40,000 doctors saying the same things you are and doing the same things you are. I know. Um, you know, many reasons why I do this show, but this is one of them to bring awareness to the things that um, are very common and not getting the awareness that they need. And as you said, adrenal fatigue is um, pretty common. <laughs> so something that we need to talk about for sure. Um, so... Um, is, is there anything else that you feel can be added to this when somebody's going down, you know, this road and say they've recovered and they've stopped their treatment? If say they get under some stress, should they look at the adrenals again? Maybe take some support so that they don't get under stress. Absolutely, absolutely. So if they're if they're continuing and their life is continually stressful, then support the adrenals before they go down. That's that's another important part that we can support the adrenals so you don't have to go down. Um, there's look on our website, the adrenalfatigue.org website, or drwilsons.com, and there's suggestions there on what supplements to take to keep the adrenals going so you don't get into adrenal fatigue. That's the best. That's the that's the easiest. But the main thing is. Please don't ignore your body. When your body's telling you to rest, rest. When it's telling you to sleep in, sleep in. Take control of your life. So many people feel helpless about their life. A lot of times it's simply they won't make the right decisions because they have conflicting emotions. Or, you know, if I join the PTA, people won't, uh, if I don't join the PTA, people won't like me. Let them not like you. Don't join the PTA. Take that time to rest and enjoy and, and relax and do things that are restorative rather than these oughtas and goddas and shoulds that pull people's health down. And the final thing I would say is never give up. Adrenal fatigue, I've seen people that, like I say, couldn't even get out of bed, couldn't even get out of bed. This is a well-known physician in Australia, and yet she made a full recovery. Another, another woman couldn't dress herself. Two years later, she climbed Machu Picchu. So as bad as you feel, never give up. And just know that there is almost always, there is help for you somewhere. Never give up. Well, and, um, you know, I, I agree with, with health. We need to always look until we find the solution. And, you know, adrenal fatigue can be all of it or a component of it. But mm -hmm. I also, you know, with that example you gave, um, it was three years later. So it wasn't, you know, three weeks later that she's pushing herself to That's do, right. you know, climb a mountain. That's <laughs> right. right. She didn't give up. She, she knew that she was progressing and she stuck to it until she got her health back.
Yeah, and and it took her time to do that, yeah. which is the important part. We seem to want these quick fixes. Well, can't I just take a pill and <laughs> and this be okay? <laughs> and, yeah, well, uh, the medicine's done a good job on brainwashing us, but yeah. you know the body takes time to heal, and and if we could uh, put ourselves in a bubble, we would probably heal much faster. But life goes on while we're also healing. And so we need to take that into account and give ourselves some room. Let ourselves heal. It's going to take time to heal. Yeah. You know, um, one um, thing I came up against at one point, I had somebody on uh, adrenal fatigue support, and uh, a doctor here had actually written a letter to, it was a specialist to a family doctor saying, um, you know, that it was harmful for her to take these herbs that were supporting her adrenals. <laughs> I'd say and, the scientific evidence. Because <laughs> it's not yeah. there. Yeah, so, I mean, is that something that you hear a lot? And what All are your the time. On that? Yeah. I, I, and you know what I hear? It's, it's pontification. It's coming from a level of ignorance. I'm your doctor. I know what's best. Oh, that would be nice. I'm so glad you're an expert on this, doctor. Would you mind showing me the references on this? Would you mind showing the science behind this so I can take it to my other doctor and tell her? Because it's not there. When they, when they tell you don't take these pills because there's nothing to them, well, I'm sorry that we have uh, on our professional website, not our adrenal fatigue website, but our ICA Health for Professionals, we have many references that uh, show the support, not only the ingredients and products, but aspects of adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue was first diagnosed in 1898. That's over 100 years ago. And there's literature about it all over the place. So when they say there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue, I'd say, oh, doctor, show me the references. When they say don't take these pills, I say, oh, doctor, show me the references. Because there that they don't have them. They just, yeah. It's just empty. When they tell you not to do something, it's not based in, in science uh, or, or in, in their understanding of medicine, then it's, it's fallacious. So, I mean, I know one thing that they look for, there's, um, you know, Addison's disease, which is a disease of the adrenals. Uh Um, And that's, I think, the only thing they look for with adrenals. And if these cortisol levels go off, they, you know, kind of, we don't even test for that in Canada, to be honest, really. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's, Addison's disease is very different than adrenal fatigue because Addison's disease is, is a structural disease. In other words, either by autoimmunity or by infection, the adrenal glands have been eaten away. And where adrenal fatigue is a, what we call functional illness, where the adrenal, the, the adrenal gland is still intact, it's just being worn out a little bit. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, other things get stressed in our body, but, um, you know, they can heal with time and with the right support. We know that already. So it makes sense that anything can get stressed in the same way the adrenals do. Yes. As a matter of fact, if you go back at the Merck Manual, and and you'll look at the uh, Merck Manual 1940 to 1950, you're going to find that they talk about Addison's disease and other low adrenal functions. But they wiped that out on their last, on their 50s and, 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 and further. So they knew for a long time that there were other things besides Addison's disease, a low adrenal function besides Addison's disease. Just that our current medicine doesn't happen to recognize it, but it doesn't mean the research wasn't there a long time ago and yeah. for a long time. So if there's anybody listening who wants to find out more information, um, is there a way that, um, do, you, what, do you have a website or a way they can find your book? The book is everywhere. I mean, it's on Amazon. It's 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 all over the place. Any bookstore has it. Uh, Rain Cloud, I think, is a wholesaler in Canada. And uh, last time, what what are your big book uh, stores there? I've forgotten. I've walked. Are we have chapters? Chapters. Yeah, in chapters the has them. Yeah. And then there's a second one that carries them too. But certainly, chapters yeah. has them. They're usually one or two copies. Then they can get it on Amazon.com. They can get them from the AdrenalFatigue.org website or Dr. Wilson's uh, website. And uh, we have special shipping into Canada because I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Canada because I lived there for 20 years and I love the people oh. there. And and so we've made special arrangements for free shipping into Canada, which I love. Uh, at least the uh, differential in the, in the and the, and the dollar wasn't so great, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> no, it, it's it's wonderful. And we have many, many hundreds of patients 
in Canada that I, I treated and also that there are pharmacists uh, all and doctors all through Canada that uh, uh, treat adrenal fatigue, which I'm, I'm glad to, to know. And they, they, they're from uh, uh, Vancouver to PEI. Um, that, that's great because I love Canada too. So <laughs> thank you so much for, for taking care of us. And thank you for sharing with today. This was a great show and I think a, a really important topic. So I want to thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my great pleasure, and thank you very much for having me, Doctor. All right, thank you. So today we were talking with Dr. James Wilson, who is the author of Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome. Um, So if you want to find this book, um, it's pretty easy to find Amazon and chapters, as Dr. Wilson said. Next week we're going to be speaking with Elaine Pereira, who um, uh, wrote a book about her journey with dementia and her mother called I Will Will Never Forget. So join us next week um, to hear this story. Thanks for tuning in and make today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.